is Alex speaking, and you're listening to the Flight Test Podcast. That was the most official open yet. That was really official. <laughs> That's why I don't. I'm about to say, did something change? <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're still winging podcasts. That's why I don't uh, host the podcast, I guess. <laughs> so, as uh, is probably indicated by the title, um, we were talking to Peter Schreeple. What's up, Peter? Hey, guys. Our long-lost friend. Yes, our long-lost friend and cold. You abandoned me. <laughs> out the, literally out in the cold. It is yeah. free, How is it over there in Dayton? Actually, it was about summertime, but uh, it's cold right now. Yeah. You got snow and stuff over there? Uh, Yeah, we have snow down here. It's really stupid, but okay. It's too early in the year for that. So for the few of you out there that don't know, uh, Peter Shreeple, uh, you worked at Flight Test here for what, about two years, two and a half years, three? Yeah, about two and a half. Two and a half years and uh, has since uh, probably a little bit a year and a half ago or so or a year ago. Um, you moved back home. So we all, we all live in Ohio here, but Ohio actually is a lot bigger than it actually looks on the map. And, uh, <laughs> when Peter was working here, he lived about four or five hours away from his family. And, uh, you, you moved back home to uh, help with your family business and, and to kind of pursue your own things, right? Yep. Yeah. My mom pretty much had two restaurants at the time and some cooks got laid off. So she needed more help there, but luckily when I came back, everything kind of worked itself out. And like a few months later, I was pretty much just free to do whatever. So I was like, uh, what do I want to do? And I was like, ah, uh, I kind of like making things, so I'll, I'll just keep making things. Yeah, well, it seems to be uh, working out pretty well for you. So what's what's it like? Uh, kind of a one-man band. I'm sure that you have others that help out. I know that you are, are pretty involved with your family and your dad and stuff. And, uh, Don't forget Sam. And your buddy Sam, who's kind of like your brother. Um, <laughs> yep. How how is the how is the dynamic? Is it mostly you, or is there is there others that help out quite a bit uh, when it comes to work making content for your YouTube show? Uh, let's just say it's probably like ninety two percent. I have to do it myself, and then I have Sam to pick up everything else. Luckily, he's helping me like to do some store stuff. He also comes on and does a show. But pretty much any project in the filming and editing, that's ninety two percent all my, all on my plate. I have to do all that crap. So you have to run the cameras, manage everything, all the products I have to freaking do from scratch almost. Uh, he's trying to get more involved, but the problem is that he works at this UAV company, which I was supposed to be working at, but the problem is they're running out of business right now, so there's nothing for me to do down there in the meantime, so he's trying to do all that stuff. I see. Well, I have to say, man, like, uh, we, I mean, we absolutely love your videos, and if anybody, like, isn't familiar with uh, with Peter's channel, uh, well, first off, shame on you, and you need to go subscribe, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Peter's doing some absolutely awesome projects, um, but pr- probably, like, just to, I mean, just to name a couple, the um, the RC car one definitely took off huge. Flying RC car. Yeah, the flying RC car. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. It took off, didn't it? <laughs> and it, it took off a little bit. No, I was kidding. Um, the Lego plane or the Lego plane that you did definitely blew up, and you've um, fulfilled like a lifelong dream of like building your own airplane from um, like uh, scratch. Yeah, basically garbage. Scratch. Yeah, sp- garbage. <laughs> Lowe's materials. I mean, uh, <laughs> insulation foam. Um, and you know, just, uh, you know, calm everyone down a lot of aircraft grade parts as well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> which that, that's video series was absolutely amazing. 
I mean, you had a lot of people, I think, absolutely white-knuckled. And just to yeah. see how well it went for you mm-hmm. was, was really, really, really cool. Yeah, we were super stoked. I love the Reddit threads. Yeah. The Reddit thread on that thing was hilarious. Like, people <laughs> were comparing it to a Cessna and to, like, something that flies at, like, you know, 120 knots. I'm like, come on, dudes. This thing flies at – it rotates at 20 knots. It's not that dangerous. 20, I could put, 20 I could put hand truck tires on it. That's funny. <laughs> Well, before we get on to your home-built airplane, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, As far as, like, you know, content creation, like, obviously you got uh, quite a bit of that here at Flight Flight Test. And, uh, you know, we work in a very collaborative, like, kind of team environment. Um, How was that transition going from uh, creating content, you know, here at Flight Test to going Mm -hmm. back home and having to conceptualize uh, not only your project that you're doing, but also how to capture it? and how to share it. How, was there like a bit of a learning curve with that or how did that process go? Uh, well, I have to say I was, in, I was pretty amazed to like work with you guys too. Like doing all that stuff, I've learned so much about like what it took to make this because, you know, even before working at Flightus, I had like a small YouTube channel. Don't go look that up. It has less than 5K subscribers. It's called it's really Foam and Tape. Foam and Tape. Look Foam it up. Yeah, the Foam and Tape days. <laughs> but uh yeah, just seeing how it kind of all put together, I was like, wow, there's, there's a lot going on here, but I'm not really sure how to do this. So I, I kind of ran with it when I first started, you know, because I, we, you know, like Josh would always make us fill up that paper where we kind of like list ideas and stuff and have to come up with all this stuff and kind of storyboard like what we need to hit. So I tried that in the beginning, but then at the same time, I was like seeing like, like a little more loose vloggy type stuff. And I kind of like love how you guys done that with the, the vlogs as of late. It's more kind of like laid back and everything's kind of just like free floating. So I wanted kind of a mix of that, and it ended up being like really entertaining and watchable, and it's not too much of a handful to edit either. Yeah, yeah, I, I can kind of relate. And actually, just like kind of a fun fact, like shortly after you went back home and kind of started doing your own thing, that's that's about the same time as when we started doing the vlog. So like, I feel mm-hmm. like you and I both have probably been learning uh, how to capture content, how to edit uh, that whole thing, kind of at the same time, and kind of like what you said, like you just jumped right in and started doing it. And if there's anybody listening out there who has thought about kind of doing your own thing, that would be my number one piece of advice. It doesn't matter, uh, you know, what your experience level is. Cause I, I had some design background, but no video or editing background. The best thing that you can do is just jump in and make something. And then once you're done doing that, do it again. And every single time you do it here, you know, here I am 130 some vlogs later, um, still no expert by any means, but I, I've definitely grown a lot and learned a lot of different skill sets over the past year. I'm sure you can relate to that too, Peter. Mm, yeah. Especially I like seeing how you edit it too, because there's like, it's, it's, it's one thing to like, you know, film stuff, some stuff and take it to a production company. I've talked to other YouTubers and I actually collab with them as well. And you, there's something different about just the guy that, you know, starts the project from finish and you film it and you edit it and you produce it. You, you get the full story that way. Cause things sometimes get lost in translations because of, I know some other people that have worked on some TV shows as well. I've talked to them. It's not as genuine that way, so it feels more genuine when you can kind of control it yourself and just upload what you want to upload and, you know, put the story up that you that you captured. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's almost like uh, your editing style uh, on your video, it kind of becomes like your fingerprint. It's your style. And uh, that is almost just as big of a part of the content as your personality itself. So... Um, maybe the editing isn't as, as good or maybe it's really good or maybe it's a little bit different. Um, that becomes like not only the personality of the video, but also you as a person, because people, people see that, like people, when they see you wrenching on, on your projects down in the basement and see those time lapses and see the camera fall over or like whatever it may be, they know that you're the one doing all this. And it kind of, I think it gives, it gives the piece of content like a little bit more, uh, meaning. 
Yeah, a little more authenticity. And mm. Peter, yeah, I agree with that. Peter, I'm sorry for bringing this up, and you're going to hate me. But do you recall? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you recall the uh, the micro radian video? <laughs> Oh, screw you, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the reason I bring that up is because it's really cool to, like, watch you, like, go from the guy where, like, everybody on YouTube was like, who's this guy? Yeah. Like, what's this guy doing? Um, to, like, somebody that's really, I think that in, in some ways, like, obviously you're still learning and growing, but have kind of mastered your own style yeah. and, like, mastered your own. Like, I'm really glad that, um, like, I really enjoy... Um, just the style of videos, and that's just par partially that's just because mm -hmm. I know you, but also I know that the style of your videos is you. Yeah. And I know that, like, I feel like I'm, when I watch your videos, I don't think I've missed one yet. Um, like, I feel like I'm literally, like, hanging out in Peter's basement and watching yeah. him work on something. And, like, that's a really cool thing that is not easy to capture. That's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, well, and I, I think, too, like, it's also, it's cool watching that style, but it's also... Uh, really cool watching the progression, yeah. like not only of the of the content itself, but also just like the way you edit it, um, the way you present yourself on camera and all that stuff. And it's the same like with your channel. If you watch like one of your first videos compared to your more recent ones, same thing with like our episodes and even like my vlogs. Yep. You go back and watch some of the first like couple dozen vlogs. It's like almost like a completely different kind of style uh, today than mm -hmm. it was back then. It's just kind of interesting to watch it progress. And I think that's kind of the allure of like, social media and like vlogging and these YouTube channels mm -hmm. that everybody likes to watch uh, in some cases uh, more than cable television. Like most people I know in yeah. my circle of friends, they don't even have cable. My wife and I, we don't have cable. Uh, we just watch either. I watch YouTube sometimes, you know, Netflix other than that video games. <laughs> yeah. So same here. I don't have cable in my house either. No one I know has cable as well. We, we kind of all dump the traditional media outlets. It's kind of like, it's kind of fun seeing like in, individuals like take on most things. So that's what I've been, doing and getting getting all my information as far as well too i just go on youtube and just browse yeah um one question i i had uh that i thought of earlier was i know that back uh back when you were here working at flight test in your spare mm -hmm. time like on the weekends obviously we'd come here and we'd shoot content and we'd have fun working together and flying stuff like that um but when it came time for the weekend i know back then you would either go home to see your family or You'd be playing some video games online or something like that on PS4. Mm -hmm. um, how does your free time, or if you if you even have any these days, what does that look like? Is there something that you do to kind of like unwind after a day of like shooting and uh, capturing content? Uh, are you still playing PS4, or you know what's your what's your spare time look like? Uh, yeah, I've still actually been playing PS4. Like uh, usually, uh, you know, like my brother's in Hawaii and all that, so he he doesn't get to like play till like six or six to like nine over there, so. By that time for here, it's like you know, like one or two in the morning. So then we'll then we'll go we'll play uh, Grand Theft Auto races and stuff, and we'll just drive cars online and just race people. And we'll do that, and we'll ch just chat about chit chat about stuff. And if he's not doing that, I'm usually playing um like this VR game called Rec Room. I'm not sure if you play that or not. I have. It's really fun though. Yeah. Do you have? I kind of like that one. Do you have PSVR? Yeah, I have PSVR. I just got it like a few weeks ago. Nice. nice. Actually, I just, <clears throat> I've had mine for a while, and I just. Uh, mm. I put it. I just put it up for sale to buy it some RC trucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex and I just started getting yeah. into crawlers a little bit, so we just bought okay, nice. we just mm. bought some crawlers and have been goofing around with them. So what else is? Uh, obviously, we just had the uh, New Year. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, Happy New mm. Year. But um, what's uh, what's the next uh, what's the next thing on your plate? Obviously. You had a, a killer killer year last year. Um, do you have anything like big or something that you're really excited about for 2018? 
Uh, I'm going to try to build another Death Trap flying machine. Hopefully this one um, does its job better. <laughs> no, I, don't, I have no idea yet. I'm still kind of mulling around between projects and stuff. Like Another project I'm going to be working on in the next few weeks is um, an air sled. Because uh, you remember those big motors on that airplane that I built? Yeah. Yeah. I took them off. <laughs> I took them off right now because I'm I, I'm expecting T-Motor to give me some motors eventually. I've kind of started talking to them a little bit, but, you know, they just want to Skype call and all this stuff. So, uh, in the meantime, I got these motors off because uh, they're a lot stronger than they need to be, but the problem is they're just not big enough as well. They're just not perfectly matched to that airframe, so I'm going to mount them onto a sled and try to, you know, go like 50, 60 miles an hour on some snow-covered roads. We'll do that. That'll be a lot of fun. Have you seen the, um, I forget what they're called, but uh, they're like, they have an actual name for them, but they're, um, they're basically, um, they're like Cessnas that people like ride in backwards and they're like, they cut like, oh, the tail yeah. off. Oh, yeah. Like they're, those things that. are crazy. Uh, God, I mean, I I've seen I, them. Yeah, they have them up in Alaska. I wish I knew the name of it, but they basically mm. put like a, like a, um, a VW motor on the back of them instead mm. of like the, whatever the you know, the Cessna engine is, and those mm. things just haul. But that's going to be cool, man. That's going to be, that's going to be a really cool project. That'll be really cool. Yeah. I've seen, uh, I'm in, we're in, I'm in a bunch of paramotor, uh, Facebook groups and there was one mm. guy who took his paramotor and put it on like this huge, oh, actually I think it was just like a big, like boat. He put it like on a big mm. boat and he just went that. flying around on the snow. He was going like yeah. super fast. It was super cool. But, uh, speak, yeah, I was pretty much going to be doing that. That's going to be awesome. Uh, speaking of death trap flying machines, uh, let's talk a little bit about your your airplane. So, mm. kind of give us the breakdown of like how that all started, and uh, what were some of the challenges in in making this airplane. Mm. Which, by the well, way, I would say it all. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say real quick. By the way, like that's mm. like a what like a six part series or something like that on your channel. Yeah. So like a few people want to mm. see it for themselves. Like, uh, like we'll put the links below. Yeah, absolutely. Check that out. Sorry. Go ahead, Peter. Well, it all started at Oshkosh. I was like, you know, there's some airplanes over there. And I was like, I want to build an airplane, but I, I don't have money to, to, to buy an airplane. So we're going to have to build the airplane. So then I came home. I actually went to Cracker Barrel first. I stole the original sketch of this, which is kind of funny. It's around here somewhere. But uh, I started doodling on a napkin. And I was like, yep, this is the airplane I'm going to build. So fast forward a few days later, I just did the uh, whole RC airplane thing to test it out. I would test minimum, you know, controllable airspeed with a single motor. Not that that's completely relevant, because if this thing craps out, it's going to fall out of the sky because it's so draggy and slow. But uh, I had that sketch done. So then I went to CAD. Actually, no, I CAD it up first, and then I print out a smaller, you know, 1-6 scale model to fit a 1-6 scale, you know, G.I. Joe action figure thing. So that that flew around great. And then I proceeded to build the big one, and I have no idea how I did that. <laughs> I just blows, bought some stuff. Oh, I did blur. a lot of research, too. Yeah. Basically, if you're really wondering how I did that, Endless amounts of research uh, studying existing ultralights and other airframes. Well, the interesting thing, uh, too, is uh, the way you covered it. So you actually kind of covered it live. How many part, how many part video series is that? Uh, I think it was six till I got it flying, and then there's seven, which is like the first test flight, and then eight, which is the real flight, the good one. Yeah, so there was like, you know, six six videos of it getting ready and like you actually released those as you were building it. So you didn't even know if mm. if it was going to fly. We didn't know, like the audience didn't know. So you actually got mm. quite a bit of feedback from from the people watching on YouTube. There's also a lot of funny comments. And uh mm. so what what was that like? Did you take a lot of that feedback from YouTube and uh, actually mm. implement it into the design? Actually, yes. That's a very good thing. 
uh, you bring up. Because uh, every time you, like, start something, people, like, doubt you and stuff, you're kind of wondering in your own head, like, is this going to work? Did I do everything right? But you really do have to take everything with a grain of salt. Because there were actually a few life-saving comments in there. Like, some people would point out that my, the, the um, the, uh, control cables, I, did, I forgot to put the thimbles in. I didn't really think about them compressing and pinching. And then it would eventually shear after X amount of flight hours. So I, I took comments like that seriously because that's stuff I don't know. And then there's also comments that are just generally dumb, like, huh, you can't go to Lowe's and build an airplane. I'm like, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And I, I think I kind of can do that. And there's also comments, you know, like, you can't use hand truck tires on that. It's going to explode on takeoff. I would know. My Cessna tire fell off on I was scared and I wouldn't want to fly again. I, I read comments like that and I was like, who are these people? <laughs> So you, you just kind of kind of mull it over and but really take every comment seriously, but then pin it, pin it, pin it against what you know, so you can kind of do the best uh, reasoning with the comments because you don't want to flat out ignore everyone because that, that's a great way to die. Well, and definitely not every YouTube commenter is created equal, <laughs> and you can kind of tell when someone's giving like serious feedback that they want to be helpful to you as opposed to someone that's just kind of, you know... Quick try- to the keyboard. Yeah, trying to scare you yep. or trying to, like, you know... Just, warrior. Or just being jealous, you know, of, like, you know, a really cool project. But And I guess, you know, that we... Hey, should- look at me. I'm an airline pilot. Well, I got, I got a few of those. Like, I'm an airline pilot. You cannot fly that. I'm like, I have 2,000 hours, but come on. An airliner, you know, rotates 100, what, 160 knots for, like, a 737 or something like that. This plane rotates at 20 knots. It's, it's an entirely different flying machine. So it, it requires a different skill set. Totally different. Like I would definitely like I, I think um, like you got some feedback from some like ultralight people and that sort of thing. Like those are definitely mm-hmm. the right people yeah. to be talking to. But um, yeah. something I thought was really cool was that uh, one of your um, I think it was maybe the one, one of the last videos you cut together of like the whole project and it flying and everything um, mm-hmm. uh, went trending on YouTube, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, I scroll mm-hmm. through trending usually like once a day or every other day to see what's going on. And there's like there's mm-hmm. just so much garbage in there that you just can't believe that like not to like demean anybody else's channel but there's just a lot of weird mm-hmm. stuff on YouTube yeah. that for some reason mm-hmm. goes trending. And I just thought it was yep. really cool that a, you know, a DIY aviation project, you know, was trending on YouTube and I thought it deserved every bit of attention that it got. Um, and I think it's really cool to like, you know, it, I mean, let's be clear, like this is definitely like a crazy project. This is like super <laughs> super super crazy. But I have to say with the, the caveat with that is that it's really cool to inspire people to, um, to forms of aviation that are a lot more accessible than others. Um, because most people, when they think of pilot, just like your average person, they're thinking of what you just mentioned, which is like a commercial airline pilot. You yeah. know, that's what most people think of when they think mm-hmm. pilot, when there's a whole sector of a general aviation of people that do it for fun mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. that do it for you know, non-commercial purposes just because they enjoy it. And I think for a lot of people, it takes that kind of that little spark of imagination to realize that, you know, you can do it outside of a commercial context where somebody else is paying for it. Yeah. And even on like the non-general aviation note, like even like videos like yours, um, like I'm sure it even inspires people to take the plunge into making an RC plane, like seeing you, you know, make a a prototype model of your, you know, real plane that you're going to build and then watching you do it, that could be like, show some people that, you know, hey, if this kid can, you know, make a real plane, I could probably slap together, you know, a foam model or something like that. And it just does Mm -hmm. good for everybody because we all know, you know, how powerful aviation is as far as, you know, bringing people together and teaching. All right, Peter, I got to ask, what was the scariest part? (laughs) What was the part that was The scariest part was probably, it was probably the first flight because I took off and, you know, I ended up getting too high, so I was like, oh, crap, i got to turn around this field. 
but at the same time, my the batteries were starting to sink. It was not because it was sinking too; it was also because the plane was incredibly nose heavy. And you know, when you're flying incredibly nose heavy airplane, you got to compensate more uh, back pressure on the elevator to you know balance out that force. But the problem is when you have more deflection in the tail surface, you're 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 inducing more drag on the airframe, and that requires more power to carry through. So that coupled with a very very under adequate performance airplane, it's gonna tend to sink. So turning back, guys, like oh 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 no, the battery's starting to die. Oh oh, uh, what's going on through my mind? Oh, I'm gonna have to crash this thing out in the field. Oh well, and so I did. I just kind of bounced around the field a little bit. It really uh made me feel pretty good about that landing gear though, because <laughs> a lot of people were really down that landing gear. I was like, well, I just ran it through some a whole bunch of ruts in a field and uh, didn't even break or anything. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was um was that the live stream that you did? Yeah, the really crappy live stream flight. Yeah, it was like it was kind of too dark to tell what was going on, but it kind of looked like you set it down, you know, on a field beside the runway or whatever. But I kind of figured yep. that would be the moment <laughs> that you would bring up because <laughs> that because you really you really can't see what's going on in the video, and so it's like you're just kind mm -hmm. of like relying on what people are saying, and you're like, oh no. But uh, hey, man, kudos for doing it live. I mean, that, that's crazy. Um, hey, if I say I'm going to do something, that means I'm going to do something. Right. <laughs> so you know. live, you know, I probably don't want to do that again. So, so what happened exactly? You just kind of got, just kind of got greedy on the bunny hop, bunny hop, or you just didn't realize? Yeah. That, okay. <laughs> I didn't realize how nose heavy it was because I took off. I was like pulling back. Ever, I was like, ah, maybe if I keep pulling back, we'll just go up. And sure enough, it just went up. I just kind of found the the minimum flight speed and just you know incre keep, uh, kept increasing the angle of attack on the wing, just bringing it up. It wasn't stalling. If it was stalling, it would just turn to mush and just settle back down. Because uh, the, the way that thing flies, it flies just like my giant cargo plane. So this is just a translation of that that I just sit in. So I just use that to fly around it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So um, you said you wanted to do a kind of like a snow speeder uh, airboat kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, in the future, and it doesn't have to be necessarily 2018, but do you have any plans to build more aircraft, more fixed wing? Uh, are you going to yes, do yes, DIY definitely. or do you want to do like kits that already exist? Uh, do you want to design your own stuff? Do you ever plan on owning your own airplane? Well, I can tell you probably the plan for late 2018, maybe early 2019 is to build, um, cause I'm only going to fly this airframe for one more year and I'm done with it because it has too many flaws in it. Nothing super fatal, but anything stretching past three years would start to put it, put it in jeopardy because, you know, the wood is unprotected in there because I'm not really sure what I was going to do with it. There's a lot of unknowns as far as, you know, how that thing was actually put together. And I put some things together wrong in there I, that I know about, but uh, they're fine enough for just some, you know, smooth flying. But after, you know, X amount of years, it's going to take uh, start fatiguing through the wood and whatever, and I'm going to have to change those parts out. So I'll probably just hang it in the museum. Maybe donate it to EAA because they were asking about it. That's they cool. That would be so, awesome. You know, I'm, I'm going to just fly it one year and just like, all right, I'm done with this death trap. It's trying to build a safer death machine now that I know I can do it. So the next machine will probably be, um, it's going to be like an open frame, um, like a super stole almost. I, I really want to build one of those. Like I'm actually going to take this green foam and make giant like two foot tall tires and put them on there. It'll be a twin engine again, but they'll be, you know, high wing mounted. It'll be open cockpit kind of same kind of same as this one but i'll be sitting under the wing rather than in front of it because uh in case it does crash but real slow high performance i'm gonna try to keep it around 180 pounds are you thinking single engine or like dual pusher or uh, twin engine okay. it'll be a twin tractor uh i'm probably gonna try to use the uh, multi-copter motors for the um i'm looking at the t-motor u16s which is supposed to be sending me but i still haven't so i'm still sad about that <laughs> Uh, so you're gonna—that's the next project. Do you ever plan on like uh, getting into mm -hmm. like experimental 
uh, like, uh, you know, like gas powered traditional kind of aircraft. Actually, you, you used to own, uh, what was that mm-hmm. thing called? A Super Koala? Yeah, Super Koala, yeah. And that's like a little, what is that? A little, um, that's a little experimental uh, LSA. Yeah, it's, it, uh, I believe, yeah, it, it is a uh, LSA category or whatever. But it has a Rotax 582 in that, which is a two stroke, um, you know, uh, death trap. <laughs> call it two strokes that. <laughs> so I'm not so sure about that airplane, but I'm going to probably stay away from the traditional gas. Pro- Actually, there is one thing I'm looking at. Uh, I'm trying to think of a third project. Right now, there's this uh, G44 Grumman Widgeon on, for sale right now. Oh, jeez. Now, the problem the, pro- the problem with this, shut up, shut up Alex Ross and whoever made that snarky comment. <laughs> the problem with this is it's uh, it was Sun and Fun, but I think this thing had some damage to it because it was the year Sun and Fun had a tornado go through there. So there's a, a busted um, uh, on, on the uh, spark caps on top of it. It looks like it, it uh, maybe got hit in the gust of wind or something, and it compressed that a little bit, so that got damaged. There's also some damage to the hull as well, but it's for sale for eighty-two thousand, which is like a super cheap for something like that. Even though I don't have eighty-two thousand specifically, but I would love to make that a YouTube project, though I can't specifically afford that right now, and I have no place to do it. Plus, I don't have my AP, my AMP uh, license, and all that. I need to go get certified for that. I need to consult people that actually restore airplanes. And that's just overall crazy, but that's like a, a few year long project, but I really would love to have one of those. Yeah. We just, yeah. I don't know if you saw our recent vlogs, but we, uh, Stefan and I, we got to go out to Utah and do some flying mm-hmm. with, um, yeah, the I saw that. That was awesome. and, uh, really opened my eyes up because like we've been so hyped about paramotors, which I still mm-hmm. love. And we, I hope to get out and do some flying as soon as it's not like zero degrees outside. Um, but it really kind of re-sparked my, my uh, excitement for fixed-wing aviation, uh, you know, full-scale aviation. Just like actually mm. operating like a rigid airframe through the air is, is absolutely awesome. And paramotoring is cool in its own regard. Um, but we were like mm. flying through the mountains and like paramotoring, like you really need to have ideal conditions. Like it needs to be super, super calm. You know the airplane; mm-hmm. it's it's able to withstand quite a bit more. So, my my long term goal, I'd love to eventually get into something like um, the those just uh, just aircraft, like those Highlanders. Mm-hmm. The kits start out about yeah. twenty grand, twenty like this, twenty yeah. thirty grand without a motor, obviously. So it's going to end up costing mm-hmm. quite a bit. But I I could totally see myself in one of those one day, or like Trent's Kit Fox. The Kit Fox is a super mm-hmm. affordable way to get up in the air too. Um, what about paramotoring, Peter? You ever have any interest in paramotoring? I do. I actually would love to do that, but the problem is, you know, I have no money to really learn that right now. Plus, I would have to, like, unlearn certain things with the fixed-wing aviation stuff, I think. Not necessarily. No, I think it's pretty similar. I think the weight shift stuff is what kills you, though. Like, the weight shift trikes, because you, you, you pull to go down and you push to go up, which is just strange, in my opinion, for, like, a hang glider or something. So I'm going to avoid those. Kind of. Like, honestly, I didn't even think about it like that at all like when we train because like i i don't have my private pilot's license like you do but i have quite a few Mm. hours in a plane like flying with my dad and obviously flying rc Mm. and flying simulators and whatnot over the years and when i went to fly learn to fly paramotors honestly it was pretty intuitive like it just kind of made sense and you do pull down to uh not necessarily go up you pull down to pull the Mm. brakes uh, kind of makes yep. you makes you flare a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that one, that one I get. That one's alright, but it's just like the like hang gliders, like you know those those things you hang under with the weight shift trikes. Those are definitely like weird. You push on them to go up. You push the bar to go up and stuff. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm not sure about those things, but paramotor. Yeah, I, I would probably do that because I I really would like to try that. But at the same time, I'm like, eh, kind of busy right now. Plus, I don't want to spend money. 
Yeah, it's pretty intuitive with like, you know, you know, you obviously you climb with throttle and you descend without it. And, you know, you kind of have a couple of controls. And and honestly, it's different enough from flying like an actual aircraft that there's really Mm. I don't think there's really any mental blocks just because it's a different enough activity. Um, but you know, there's plenty of time <laughs> to, to try paramotoring, but I, th- I think you should. And, and actually I, we've been talking about this. I mean, and when things finally warm up a little bit is collaborating mm-hmm. on some content and stuff like that. So, um, whether mm-hmm. we buzz down to Dayton or you come up here or something, we gotta, we gotta do yeah, something. We'll this, get you uh, doing some, some chiting and stuff. And you could, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're super lightweight. So we could just like tow you up in the air. I could just run and tow you up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> get you airborne before you know it. But, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that would be that'd be an absolute blast. And we gotta um, we gotta get you to Flight Fest. So I'll we're getting mm-hmm. ready to announce the dates and locations for Flight Fest this year. So we'll be in awesome. Touch with yeah, that. yeah. I got I got some projects planned for that too. So that'd nice. be sweet. Cool. Everyone, we'll yeah, we yeah. we always look forward to seeing them, and I know everyone else does too. So it's super mm-hmm. cool. Well, awesome, man. Well, I um, it's been great talking to you. Unfortunately, I got a scoot, um, so I gotta get out of mm-hmm. here. Um, I'm sure that there's a lot more things that we could talk about, um, but mm-hmm. it's good catching up with you a little bit. Um, where can, yeah, you do. Yeah, where can uh, people find you online? And is there, if there's anything you want to plug, uh, now would be a good time. Uh, hang on, where, where, where's my merchandise? I got, I got some hooks around here somewhere. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I just got like I just released a really small store, just some small swag offerings because people were asking for it. So I was like, okay. You can buy some of that. It probably helps support the show a little bit. It keeps me, it keeps my, it, keeps, it lets me feed my dogs. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not that broke. Get the dog in there. But, uh, yeah. Pretty much just, just watch the videos, I guess. Uh, I do have a Patreon because YouTube is really sketchy with their AdSense. And uh, you got to kind of play play in between the lines. And unfortunately, those lines don't really, you know, matter to some people, but they matter to most smaller people. So, yeah, check out the channel. That's cool. Uh, you know, it's pretty much just Peter Street If you just look my name up, you'll, it'll, it'll come up immediately. You can find it there. Well, uh, we'll definitely link to your swag and to your Patreon and stuff um, in the links. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, googling uh, Peter Shreepel and definitely if you guys, you know, if, if you're not familiar for whatever reason with with Peter's stuff, or if you're a recent subscriber to Flight Test and you don't know as much about Peter being on the show and that sort of thing, definitely check out his channel. It's it's definitely definitely the class of channels that kind of fit into like aviation and rc and diy like it's a fairly small class of yep. channels and peter's is mm-hmm. definitely right up there at the top so um so please check that out and peter's is great catch up with you man let's do it again soon yeah we, we need to not let yeah, so much time guys. go by we'll do this again soon <laughs> yep we'll love we'll to do for sure we all come up there soon and we'll, we'll do something awesome man. very cool well thank you guys everyone for listening thanks for watching uh those of you on youtube hit us hit a subscribe if you if you like this and also check us out on uh, itunes and the google play store leave us a review not only does it help us but it helps other people find us so it does us a huge favor thank you so much and we'll see you guys next time see you guys